this song makes me want to do ayahuasca. Yeah, no, no. We can put all sorts of other things. Me, me talking about you know like uh, shaving my privates or something like that. Perfect. But, okay, we'll get. Well, that's going in then. Oh, of course. Are right, you ready? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm ready. No, I'm ready. And by ready, I mean deep throating my bottle of water. Oh, I was able to fit it all the way down there without any lube. <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics To Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I am Mark, and I am here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I was doing my look, um, a couple of looks into this online just before we started, and this one hasn't dodged public ridicule, Mark. That's true. This <laughs> one, true. this one, uh, they, people have, people have all of a sudden... Well, the internet did internet. The internet did its job on this one and really, really tore back the the surface. Those beautiful tones of the vocals and the Mm -hmm. and and the keyboards and really stripped down back to the lyrics and said, "What the hell is going on here?" And and what a good question that is. Um, I mean, when I I think when when I uh, when we worked up the tagline for the show, it's okay. um, Well, I mean, you know, we we both had a little hand in it. Um, Yes. I think the dodged public ridicule means that these songs were still able to become popular. Yes, 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 um, yes. You yes. know, they at least made it through the mark of, you don't see Gigi Allen's, um, you know, song, Gigi Allen songs hitting the top 40. Who's that guy? Exactly. By the way, for those that don't know, Gigi Allen is a guy that uh, back in the 80s and 90s uh, kind of made... Um, his name in the music industry, or if you want to call it that, not for uh, beautiful songs, not for punk rock, but for uh, doing disgusting things at his live shows, stripping down, pooping. There was a lot of poop involved, fights. Throwing poops. His songs yeah, um, rarely went longer than two songs or so. And none of them are... pick a fight with somebody. And there's not many up. of them that are any good. Uh, I think maybe his most... Just to give you an idea, his most famous title was Drink, Fight, Fuck. Mm-hmm. Or Bite It, You Scum. But that's pretty much where you, you Live can Live fast, kinda, die. Yeah, you can... Uh, <clears throat> you, you can, that's, we can... Just for those of you in the audience that don't know what Gigi Allen is... Or who G, what he was. Um, Born Jesus Christ Allen. You're kidding. No. I thought his name was Kevin. Uh, I think it's maybe Kevin Jesus Christ Allen. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm not looking it up. But, but yeah, but um, but uh, but oh. Africa sounds good. Oh, yeah. And, and you're, Gigi and, doesn't. And your show and you're tipping our hat. We're not here to talk about Jesus Christ or Gigi Allen. We're not here to talk about any of those things. We're here to talk about Poop. the hit song by Toto, Africa. There we go. There we go. Um, you've heard the song. I, I mean, if you're alive, if you're paying attention, and you to this have podcast. the internet. Uh, you've heard the song. Of course, uh, came out in 1981, uh, 1982. Um, the album Toto Four came out in 1982, but it was released as a single uh, on October 30th, 1982, which is interesting because it says a 1981 Toto song, but all this other says this stuff says 1982. Um, written by band members David Pache. And Jeff Beccaro, their drummer. Um, Jeff Beccaro, an, an amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Toto is one of those super bands that a lot of people didn't know were a super band. They were the backing band for a bunch of songs on uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, they were the backing band for Boz Skaggs. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, 
And yeah, they were just a bunch of session musicians who played together. Jeff Picaro met his untimely fate by having an allergic reaction to pesticides he was spraying on his garden at home. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. That might be the worst thing I've ever heard. It was terrible. And I, I mean, love Jeff Picaro is an ama- was an amazing drummer and uh, wow. was filled in for by Simon Phillips um, for a long, long time until right before I finally got to go see Toto. Um, wow. He uh, ended up leaving the band to do a bunch of other insane stuff. David Page still playing with the band, uh-huh. known for wearing a bunch of stupid hats on stage. <laughs> um, it was mixed by Grammy-winning engineer Elliot Shiner. Who um, is Elliot Shiner is associated with? Uh, is that the one that was associated? The guy that was associated with? Um, oh, what is that song? Is he the one? I don't know. Aren't these guys associated with Video Killed the Radio Star? The Buggles? The Buggles, yes. I don't know. In some way, was that? Wait a minute. I'm thinking 10cc. I'm sorry. Yeah, completely different route. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sorry. They they are associated with acts we love, with bands we love. Oh, yeah. Namely, Steely Dan. Mm. I mean, it's uh, Steely Dan, Michael McDonald. Michael Jackson. Yes. I mean... The Brothers Doobie. Yeah. Um, music video is directed by Steve Barron, who... Excuse me. Who also did uh, the uh, Rosanna music video. The music video for this is terrible. Yeah. Very, very stupid. I remember it, it when looks, I was a kid. It, it looks like a Duran Duran music video. Yeah. A lot of them in a big... Uh, Are we going to do some Duran Duran just real quick? I mean... I have Hungry Like the Wolf on the list. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, I've always had some issues. Those videos um, a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're catchy The Reflex, Hungry Like the Wolf. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I got Rio. older, I saw Girls on Film. Girls on Film. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this is... You know, this... Africa is associated with when I was a young child and first got to see MTV. Mm-hmm. You know, 83, 82, 83 was when I was, I got to see the, you know, I, I got to see Tom Sawyer by uh, uh, Rush on regular rotation. Mm. Back then, you could you could even get to see, there was a Motley Crue video called Too Young to Fall in Love that was on regular rotation during the day. It was when you saw things on MTV that you just wouldn't have expected at all. Uh, completely, you know, uh, 20 years later, they were playing the same rotation all the time. And uh, and you saw the same videos. And then, of course, the videos on MTV just flat out went away. I mean, I don't even know what the hell they play on that, that channel anymore. But, you know, Africa was a big part of, you know, being a little kid growing up alongside MTV. Yeah. Um, it's uh, this this music video is just. Uh, for its time, I'm sure it was great. Um, it was you know, okay, yeah. It, people but making basically like mini movies. Um, the song I love. Um, there's some really cool stuff about the drumming in the song, where the drumming maintains a four-four feel, but the uh, the the verse goes a little bit, so the drums kind of cycle mm-hmm. in this weird way. Yeah. Um, which uh, it's hard kind of hard to explain unless you're a musician or I can sit there and do it for you. But even when we started covering it, covering it for um, uh, um, Rage, Against, Rage Against the Karaoke Machine, I had to show them and they were like, oh, I never noticed that. But wow, it's the kind of thing when you're a drummer, you're just like, oh, like I noticed that. There's an 80s drum sound. Would you say that this fits into the 80s drum sound? Um, 
I don't. I when I think '80s drum sound, there are a couple different ones. There's the very tight and dry sound. Okay. And there is a super reverby sound. Yeah. The uh, the Phil Collins. The uh, the the Tom Phil right before the chorus. The do 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 has like an '80s okay feel to it. But for the most part, I'd say it's pretty standard. It stands on pop rock. Okay. Um. So yeah, this song came out 1982, and um, we are not the first people to think these lyrics are stupid. If you uh, open your eyes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not hard to see. Um, and uh, this includes some of the band members. Um, <laughs> David Page, the writer of the lyrics, um, some of this I'm going to go by stuff that I remember reading, some stuff I'm going to read just straight off of the internet. David Page, I remember reading him saying that he was worried that the song was going to get big because he knew the lyrics were pretty empty um steve lukather who is one of the guitarists like basically like the main guitarist um he and and steve picaro the the former bassist Mm -hmm. described the song as dumb and an experiment and some of the lyrics are quote goofy that were just placeholders particularly the line about the serengeti that's when you google this song that's just what pops up it's everybody and their and everybody on the internet decided to collectively attack the uh, Kilimanjaro looks over the Serengeti Serengeti uh, line. They just it, it, there's like a dog pile on that lyric, man. When you if you ever Google the song, that's the first thing you're gonna see. Yeah. Um. So uh, he called it. He called yeah, it. Yeah. The uh, Steve Picaro uh, said it was the last song recorded on Af- uh, Toto Four. It barely made the cut. It. Falling into that wow. uh, usual thing where, like, Cherry Pie by Warrant, where it was just kind of written uh, on a lark, like, well, you don't have a hit. Yeah. Give us a song, and they're written on, you know, 15 minutes on a pizza box. Yeah, got to fill and out then the, it becomes, the edges, yeah. And then it goes fucking platinum. Um, Jeff Picaro, as a matter of fact, at one point considered saving it for a solo album because people didn't think that it sounded like Toto in the band, and everybody was putting all their, all their, uh, their marbles into Rosanna, which is a great song. Uh, and in a lot of ways, probably a better song than Africa, uh, all things considered. Do you think so? Because in my opinion, I think Africa might be a better song. Like mm. the the sound wise, you know, the the production, everything. I think that's a little bit better of a song. Lyrics are still way worse. Yeah, Lyrics I mean, I, I mean, it's it, they're way worse, and I mean, it's just it's just a different feel. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, I just it's like all... I like that shuffle in Rosanna. Right, right. Um. The drums, for what it's worth, were recorded without a click track, which is if you're not a musician, might not mean much to you. But if you're a drummer, it's like, holy shit, this guy did this. Usually you record to a click track. So you make sure that you're playing on beat. Not not Jeff Picaro. Wow. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Um, is that a testament to his skill? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or is that a, OK, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Mike Picaro, bassist replacing David Hungate. There's a bunch of shit that you don't, you guys don't care about. I'm sure you just want me to get to these dumbass lyrics. I think we need to start talking about these um, lyrics. The, Mark. the biggest thing that needs to be mentioned is Weezer's cover of it. Um, one of those things that into we don't need to go off too much on it, but basically, Twitter being the shithole that it is, a bunch of people made a giant call for Weezer to cover it because it had gotten popular, and Weezer did cover it. Now, look, I I like old Weezer stuff. I have a lot of respect for Rivers Cuomo when he was writing stuff and not just putting lyrics into a fucking Excel document or whatever. Um, <laughs> and I think it's I think it's nice fan service after all the bad music they've written that they tried to cover this mm-hmm. and they they tried to do a good job and they didn't do the worst job in the world. 
Just listen to Toto's it version. It just feels plastic. The drums, the drums in it are so bad. The biggest thing that it did was catapulted the song uh, back onto the charts, um, and uh, Weird Al does play on it. So, just safe to say that that's not the first nor the last bad thing that's uh, come as a result of something being posted on Twitter. Indeed, Ja Rule cover uh, t- sampled the song. Are you serious? On the song "Murder Reigns," <laughs> <laughs> which is somebody which is get Ja awesome. on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah i need to dance all right let's get into these terrible let's do it terrible lyrics and away <laughs> i hear the drums echoing tonight but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation where is she where is he well, he's in Africa. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously in I mean, Africa. Just right off the bat, the fact that he's talking about drums. I mean, it's there. There was a quote. Um, uh, oh, I honestly, I have, I have so many notes. I have, like, <laughs> I have, I, I have so much shit to say about this. I've got like a board up with all of this shit. This is probably the one time where I really should have like gone Lee style and, and actually like cultivated everything, put all my notes in in order. Yeah, um, there's so much to go over when you when you get this song on the internet. Oh yeah, let's absolutely. let's 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 focus and just think about how we feel about each line. What does that line make you feel like? Uh, oh, it makes me feel very. It makes me feel bad for him <laughs> <laughs> because um, it just sounds like. Uh, someone in the band, I'm paraphrasing, I'm just going to paraphrase here, mm-hmm. mentioned that the song was a song written about Africa by a bunch of white guys that had never been to Africa. <laughs> and that's exactly the fact that, like, first thing you're just like, Africa, I don't drums? Yeah. There's there's drums <laughs> and they're <laughs> echoing tonight. Right. And and the fact that he, he hears these drums, she's on a plane? Is that, that's, see, that's my first question, is that I don't know... Are they in the same room? No. Are they not in the same room? But she only hears. Okay, so she's on a. She's on a. She's on a. She's coming in at twelve thirty on a twelve thirty flight, which is the next line. Her moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> out I thought the there. same thing. Did you really? Yep. And like, oh. yeah, the the they're both they're both under the same starry skies, Mark. Yeah. Oh, how um, romantic. Her moonlit wings right. reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. Yeah. What does he need saving from? Is like a pack of wild hyenas or something? Well, he does mention wild dogs later on. Does he really? Oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. All right. Because I got to tell you, Mark, I didn't. I didn't. You have. When I started to do my research for this, I just saw everybody else saying bad things about that one line, and I was like, man. And I didn't pay attention. I just I kind of combed over it because of how much other people had said. You know it better than I do. Yeah. Um. And that's kind of unfortunate that I know it that well. But, um, Don't feel bad. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, now, now, th- this is a she's coming in on a twelve thirty flight, and it's obviously a twelve thirty a.m. flight, right? Because but he stopped an wings. old man along the way at twelve thirty a.m. I stopped. <laughs> I, yeah, I think we're kind of jumping through time like this is uh, <laughs> exactly. Sound and Fury. Exactly. <laughs> just like hearing from like three or four it's different like people. modern movie editing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is all over the place when it comes to time. <laughs> I stopped an old man along the way hoping to find some old forgotten words 
or ancient melodies. The old African man will teach me the ancient melody to bring my <laughs> loved one back to me. <laughs> he turned to me it's as if white to say, "Write a song about no. Africa." <laughs> he turned to me as if to say, "Hurry, boy! It's waiting there for you." And here's the big drums. Yeah, the drums exactly. Do, do, there they do. are. Are those um, 80s drums? I think they are. Oh, man. yeah, they're yeah, big okay. drums. Um, he he turns to me as if to say, hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. How do you turn to someone and give Is it when you do the thing with the hands where you go, eh, 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 eh. You know what I'm eh, saying? Eh, 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 like, eh, eh, there's no way as for a podcast <laughs> to show you the thing I'm doing, but almost like you unveil something on a board and go, Right. <laughs> like, you take off a big sheet and you go, ta da. <laughs> like, go, you dumb dumb. I think it's once again the, the whole, you know, the white guy wrote a song about Africa. The old man on the road. Uh, oh, uh, you yeah. You know, find some forgotten words or hoping to find some uh, forgotten words or ancient melodies. And he turns so to me like as if to say, tur- all of a sudden he realizes, wait a minute, I don't speak Swahili. <laughs> just tell me something and the guy just says something in swahili and he's like okay and i mean like something's waiting for me even like an ancient melody like he's like exactly excuse me sir so uh he's he's approached this old man uh to find some ancient hey can you tell me the melodies in this part of africa and uh (laughs) and and he gets there and the guy looks at him speaks to him and says with his eyes Hey, there's something over there waiting for you. You know, like, hey, there's there's some barbecue in that bush over there. So or, yeah. you know, I mean, hurry over there, you know, before it gets cold. Uh, uh, it's, it just once <laughs> really is confounding. Confounding. Yeah. Uh, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you. Right. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I'm going to say that the combination of the meter that he's saying, there's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do, is, it's kind of, I mean, I know that they don't make any sense, Mark, but it's kind of perfect. Oh, it's great. It's kind of perfect. The the, the, the melody the to sound, this. The sound. The sound is. The melody to this. That gets stuck in your could head, Could not man. be more perfect. And yeah. uh, it will not surprise you, or maybe it might sing, surprise you a little bit. But then it's followed by uh, the dumbest line. D- uh, David Peach completed the melody and lyrics for the chorus in about 10 minutes. Wow. Much to Peach's surprise. I sang the chorus out as you hear it. It was like God channeling it. Wow. I thought, I'm talented, but I'm not that talented. Something just happened. I here. believe that. Uh, he reckons that he refined the lyrics for six months before showing to the song to the rest of the band. Wow. That's so, that's cool, man. That's awesome. That's actually really a good story surrounding this. But The Hundred Men or More is immediately followed by just the, the, the apex of stupidity in this song. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, the viewing experience of uh, David Peach watching a depiction of African pl- plight and suffering uh, had a lasting impact on him. He said, it both moved and appalled me, and the pictures just wouldn't leave my head. I tried to imagine how I'd feel about it if I was there and what I'd do, which is ridiculous because the, the lyrics don't really say anything about that. Jeff Picaro elaborates further, explaining, a white boy is trying to write a song on Africa, <laughs> but since he's never been there, he can only tell what he's seen on TV yeah. or remembers in the past. Okay, Mark, I don't know if you were old enough to remember this, 
But in these years, you, you do oh, know yes. that USA for Africa was specifically written because of an event that took place in East Africa. There was the Ethiopian famine of yes. the early 80s where literally millions died. And when I was a child, you saw it on the television constantly. I have a, it was constantly brought I have up. a memory of me getting ready for soccer. Mm-hmm. This must have been like 87, 88. Right. Getting ready for soccer and getting my cleats on and getting my shin guards on, mm-hmm. and a and a video came on. For, I think using so this is Christmas, mm-hmm. and showing kids in Africa that were starving, mm-hmm. and I started bawling my eyes out. Yes. and my mom was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "It's just not fair that these kids are like starving." You to saw death. it everywhere, and oh, I felt the same was, way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is you know when you <laughs> hear if Toto you hear a, a, comed- of dollars. a comedian from back, <laughs> that's awful, Mark. If you see here a comedian from the '80s talking about you know knocking the flies off of little uh, kids' faces, that was what we saw on the TV constantly: little African kids with flies all over them. Yes. it was the saddest thing, and they it was played terrible. it all the time. Yes, and. Uh, I guess this was the impetus for him to write. But the song is nothing about any of that. Not at all. The song is like, it's just, it's almost like I I didn't, yeah, I wasn't trying to be um, shitty. I was saying that like, oh yeah, it's almost like, oh, well, I'm just going to take my thoughts about Africa and instead of like putting this money toward like helping people in Africa, I'm just going to write a song called Africa and just fucking rake in the money. That's the right thing to say though for Paige to say because- in reality, this was actually inspired by a trip to Bush Gardens. So I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm Apparently, just, there's also some argument about whether or not the song is written about his love for the continent of Africa or his love for a woman. And again, this an is African one of those things where it's like I mean, he's kind of just picking and choosing and just moving back and forth between the two yeah. whenever it fits. Um, I bless the rains down in Africa. And, and let me just say, this is where we do get to... The dumbest part of the song. I've tried to say it twice earlier, but it's just so stupid. I bless the rains down in Africa. It just sounds yeah. dumb. I mean, for, it goes from one of the one of the coolest part sounding parts to I bless the rains down in Africa. It's As just, a child, Pace attended a Catholic school. Several of his teachers had done missionary work in Africa. Their missionary work became the inspiration behind the line. I bless the rains down in Africa. Mm. Pace, who at the time had never set foot in Africa, based the song's landscape descriptions from an article in National Geographic. <laughs> My guy writes a song about it. <laughs> Here, read this. Now go write a song. It's gonna take Here. some time to do the things we never had. To do the, the things, things we, we never had. Well, okay. Uh, let's let's give him a break here. The the things that we I don't had give him a break. The things that we had never done. Let's give him a little bit of artistic license because it's going to get real stupid. Well, I mean, I mean, he could have just said done instead of had because it doesn't rhyme with anything. But take whatever. Sometimes do the things we'd never done. Sounds a little. S- I don't know. The things we've never we've never I done. I don't know. Well, it took him six months to just get that chorus down. So yeah. Time well spent, I suppose. The wild dogs cry out in the night (laughs) as they grow restless, longing for some solitary company. Makes no sense. Are they going to have? Are they? What is solitary company? I don't know. I have no idea, man. I have. This is. There's. There's lots in this song that we're going to have to sit here and try and you know pull uh, meaning to put meaning to, but that makes no sense. That I mean, I mean, yeah. 
I, I, the, the solitary dogs company? Solitary are they just talking company? about company of one? Are is that a, what solitary company is? Are they upset is? that their like, owners left? Are they... I don't know. I know that I must do what's right. Okay. As sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti. And that's the line that if you Google this song, everybody just dumps on that Kilimanjaro... You cannot see Kilimanjaro from the Serengeti. They are in the same country. They're in Tanzania. But it, it, it is nowhere visible from the Serengeti. Mm-hmm. It, it is not anywhere near it. If you were to get in an airplane and get you know, 20,000 feet in the air on a cloudless day, you could probably see Kilimanjaro off in the distance. But it does not rise above the Serengeti. I looked it up. Oh, yeah. I looked it up. Oh, yeah. So. Um. I seek to hear what's deep inside, frightened of this thing that I've become. What is he, Seth Brendelfly, man? What I, he, I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm I mean, getting stronger. <laughs> the thing is, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you now, the only mention of the woman is in the beginning. Is, is the first verse, And is him it? singing in the chorus, it's going to take a lot to drag me away, away from, from you, you, if yeah. he's talking about her. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he even talks about she's coming here, 1230 flight, and I don't know, I must do, is she, is he going to break up with her when she gets to Africa? Can is, I, can I give an explanation? Sure. I mean, that, that is, Please. that's plausible. He wrote the goddamn song in six months, so you got to think these lyrics are in like he, six, no, or I, like I, two I month increments. Maybe he did write the whole thing in six months, but he said he worked on six months. I, I was thinking for the chorus, but maybe he worked on the whole, the whole. I mean, like song for six months. Back, you know, in month one, he's waiting on a twelve thirty flight. You know, in month three, there's wild dogs out in the night. You know, I mean, maybe I don't know. There's 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 a lot to be left. This is what we're here for, Mark, man. Um, David Page told Song Facts for I Seek to Cure What's Deep Inside, Frightened of This Thing That I've Become. That was me using a lot of writer's license. I'll bet it was. <laughs> I remember seeing lots of films of starving and famine when I was a kid in pictures of Africa. Then I'd seen some movies and read a lot of the National Geographics and always wanted to go to Africa. So I romanticized this story about a social worker that goes over there and falls in love with working with a country and doing good. Hmm. But he also falls in love and has to make a choice between helping people for the rest of his life or having a family and doing that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, Being torn about the injustice of it all. Okay, so in that explanation, what is this thing, frightened of this thing that I've become? What, a guy that wants to have a family? You you felt it. You felt it in the 80s, looking at those little kids and, and crying you know, I have all this opportunity. I'm pay- I'm standing up for this guy too, mar- too much, Mark. Yeah, you I'm totally, are. <laughs> I, I really, really am. No, this is what it is. I seek to cure deep what's, what's deep inside, frightened of this thing uh, that I've become. This man is speaking and referencing his very personal battle with IBS. That's what's going on. <laughs> okay. I'm not sticking up for him anymore. That's what's yeah. happened, yeah. Uh, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you, either woman or Africa. <laughs> There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. By the way, yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred men or more. Yeah. I mean, if we're speaking out of hyperbole, they'll kill you. (laughs) 
<laughs> like a hundred people. There's a hundred armed Africans. Yeah, I don't even there, care if there are a hundred people at the height of Ethiopian famine. Right, a hundred people will will murder you. Yeah, rip even your eyes unarmed out. men. They'll yeah. kill. Yeah, I mean yeah. they'll just mob you. Yeah. It'll be like that scene in the Matrix where all the Mr. Anderson like pile the, the, on. Yeah. Uh, what's his face at the same time? Neo. Neo. Yeah. yeah. Neo. Um, I always think of him as Keanu. I'm sorry. Keanu. Neo. Um, Keanu. Uh, I bless the rains down in Africa. Got to take some time to do the things we've never had. Um, and then we have our killer keyboard solo. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's great. a great keyboard solo. It's great. I mean, it's awesome. It's fantastic. And in the aforementioned 2004 vision video uh, where they play in France, um, the keyboardist, not David Pache, um, but oh, what is it? his name is Greg Philogenes. Philogenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, is playing, and he when he does the little. Is it good he, or bad? It's great. Oh, okay. I mean, the guy is a fucking. Yeah, okay. He's a certified badass. But he like makes a little face at the guitarist, like <laughs> it's just like <laughs> a little funny face, and they kind of raise his eyebrows at him. Okay, it's it's pretty fun. I, I can't wait to watch this. But actually. yeah, this I keyboard really this keyboard solo is is you know fucking amazing. Hurry, boy, she's waiting there for you. That one just stands alone all there That by one stands itself. alone at the end of the bridge, yeah. hearkening back to uh, the old man along the way uh, who turned to him the as if to say, hurry, road. boy, she's waiting there for you. <laughs> so it's like this guy in Africa is telling him to hurry because the woman is waiting for him, I guess. Remember, they don't speak the same language, man. They, I mean, he actually technically... Well, you know, as if to say. As if to say. Uh, then uh, maybe he's just reading it in his own way because he's like, oh, that's 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 me um, thinking that, that this spoke, old guy is telling me to go get some puss. He spoke in ancient melodies, <laughs> that pussy melody. Old <laughs> pussy. Yeah. Yeah. He speaks the language of the box. Honey, I spoke to the man. <laughs> he told me, fuck all these kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my way. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's going to take a lot to drag me away from you. There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do. I just want to sing that over and over. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains down in Africa. I bless the rains down in Africa. Mark, Mark. Mark. I bless the rains down in Africa. Bless you. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. And then, uh, <laughs> and he's doing the little in between. Oh, gotta take some time. <laughs> the acrobatics. Take some time to yeah. do the things we never had. And then we have a little outro with a sweet little bass. That sounds. I forgot about the bass. It sounds so good. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, don't so let good. any. I'm. I'm letting the the beauty of the sounds and the production and the melodies overshadow the big steaming pile of hyena shit that are these lyrics. <laughs> I'm really. I've let it. I've let it. I've let it affect me too much, man. I'm hearing the song in my head. I completely understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is uh, that is. Well, we've reached the end of the awfulness that is the lyrics. Yeah, and, and if you just Google Africa lyrics, you will see a bunch of people just absolutely ripping it apart. Absolutely, and um, and the lyrics are dumb. It's it's one of those songs that is so good on its own that if it had good lyrics, can you just imagine? It would, yeah, yes, it would be right up there. That would make, we talked about the last episode, um, uh, Tonight's the Night, how it's uh, like number 19 in Billboard's all-time most played tracks. Can you imagine this song if it had had truly poetic, beautiful, you know, uh, lyrics that made sense that people could, 
you know, connect to because Mark, you know this song. You are 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 intimate with this song. You've taken this song to bed. You've shut the curtains on this sucker. Um, I, on the other hand, have know the every bit about the music, the drums, the solos that you mentioned. I could hear them in my head. I don't know anything about the lyrics. I didn't know anything other than when when I knew that we were going to be working on this. I need to go over the lyrics. These lyrics are bad. Yes, they are. Um, Steve Lukather has had enough. Uh, the aforementioned uh, guitarist would like you to know that there's much more to the band. Toto were top studio musicians before yeah. forming the group and known as some of the best in the business. Lukather told Rock's back pages. A lot of people categorize us as, quote, that Africa or Rosanna band. And I hate that shit. Aww. We have a lot more substance I, I, than that. I relate. I understand. Don't get me wrong. Those songs have been great to us. But you really don't understand the depth of the band if that's all you know. And it's true. Um they have written some pretty uh, dumb stuff, but um, yeah, you know they uh, they did a lot of great stuff. I mean, they're very, very good musicians. How do you think Nirvana felt after 1991 having to play "Smells Like Teen Spirit" everywhere they fucking went? You know, oh, I mean, yeah. every band has that story. They, we got to play the single. We got to play the single. You know, I mean, at the one band that I can think of that you know leaned into their single that made them popular was the Flaming Lips. When I saw them lives, it was years after the fact of She Don't Use Jelly, which was the single that made them somewhat big. Um, but they leaned into it. They play it every night. They play it at every show, and they love it. You know, I mean, yeah. I feel... I So I, I, I definitely can relate. I understand what the guy's talking about, man. You want people to appreciate all the other good work that you do, but, you know, that's the way that's the way fame works. Um, Bobby Kimball and Steve Lukather also uh, talked to um, the... Uh, I guess it's Rock Eyes uh, Internet something or other web page um, that it was a guy named Al Keller who was at CBS who convinced them to put it on the album. Lukather added, I thought it was the worst song on the album. It didn't fit. The lyrics made no sense. And I swore that if it was a hit record, I'd run naked down Hollywood Boulevard. That's good. <laughs> how good I am at picking singles. I mean, I love the song now, but to be honest with you at the time, I thought it was really the oddball song on the album. It almost didn't make the record, and it was a number one worldwide single and still gets played everywhere today. So Nowhere where bands. I go in the world, people know that song. So many bands. You know, uh, uh, just we were talking about this the other day. Thin Lizzy's first hit in America was The Boys Are Back in Town. And when you listen to each member of the band talk about it, all of them said, we thought that was a throwaway track. You know, yep. they all say that. That's what every band says, you know, for half the hits out there. It's amazing. Um, in the HBO comedy film Tour to Pharmacy, Mike Tyson talks about the song and says, have you ever seen the dudes in the band Toto? Those, do <laughs> those dudes don't, shouldn't be singing about Africa. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's, um, it's a very, very catchy song. The, uh, the lyrics, um, are, uh, are just very, very dumb. And like, like they said, I mean, I, I can picture them going to Africa and being like, what the hell have we done? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I just say something? I know we're wrapping up here, mm -hmm. but I do want to say there's another song out there that I have always, almost all my life, associated because of the time, simply because of the time. Uh, they both came out in 82 um, or 83, you know, early 80s, and they I always associate it with um, Asia's heat of the moment. Asia and um, Africa? Yeah, Asia and Africa, but it's not just because of the Asia and oh, Africa. Okay. They both came out at the same time. There's elaborate production. Super groups. Yeah, they're super groups. And, um, you know, the lyrics, a, a lot of the lyrics in uh, in Heat of the Moment 
some of them don't make sense, not to the degree of this. Right. There's some there's some poetry in Heat of the Moment, but they're always they're just two songs. This that is I've, attempted poetry. <laughs> this is attempted poetry. This is that's this is attempted first degree poetry. Yeah. This on the other hand would be the equivalent of manslaughter. Not as bad, <laughs> even though it sounds worse, but second degree manslaughter second as degree, opposed to this, which is Yeah, that's that's gonna get you a life first sentence. Degree. This might get you a weekend in county. Yeah, this so, is this is premeditated. This this is six months <laughs> premeditation. That's but, what this uh, is. But Heat of the Moment, it was just uh, you know, and and I, I just I, I I I always put them together. I always put them side by side. Both of them I absolutely love. I think that they're great songs. Not to the degree of the you know greatest song, you know one of the greatest songs from my childhood. But they're both fantastic songs. Um, and uh, yeah, go out and listen to both of them. Enjoy them. How, uh, we got to give this one. Uh, you know, we, I, I'm not going to put this one on a creep factor because there's no creep factor to it. Yeah, creep there's factor none. is definitely low. Um, is that now on a on? Is it how is it Wang Chunged? Absolutely not. No. Go out and listen to this song over and over, even with Still the dumb catchy. lyrics. It's a fantastic song. Yeah, I mean the 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 stupid lyrics. I think I can listen to a song with stupid lyrics, no problem. Yeah. Creepy lyrics are when you start getting a yeah. little, uh, yeah. For a creep factor, I'm gonna. I mean, I guess we still have to give stuff a creep factor. Maybe. I mean, I guess we could call it like a a deep factor. Yeah, a depth. <laughs> which factor. is a how negative profound two. is this song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the awareness of the song zero. You know, no. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's a good song. Um, what are we doing? We mentioned it. Let's do Funky Cold Medina next. Uh, yeah, why not? That's going to be a Absolutely, fun one. Absolutely, it would be. I've got, I've got some more Creep Factor ones coming down the pike. And let's, this one... Let's give those this, a breather. This, yeah. does, this does have some uh, yeah. hot under the collar <laughs> uh, weird stuff. At but, least um, it's got a funky bass line. Oh, it's got a funky everything. Yeah. I mean, and it's got Tone Loke's voice. Funky it's got Gold Flea Medina. in the video. No, 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 that's not this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's Young MC. Yeah, a that's lot of young people MC. confusing I'm Young sorry. MC. No, no, it's okay. It happened all the time. I'm sorry. Young MC and uh, and Tone Loke Tone getting Loke. interchanged. That's okay. right. Well, well, we can say, no, we'll give him a break. He appeared in Ace Ventura, one of the finest films of the 90s. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, he was very good in that. Yeah, super well, unproblematic. Yes, exactly. With a whole, a whole trans- Except for the talking out the butthole thing. A whole <laughs> transgender uh, <laughs> subplot that- uh, not even subplot, like a main plot point. Well, yeah. Einhorn, uh, Finkel, Finkel, Einhorn. Yeah, exactly. Finkel. Yeah. Uh, whoops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so go listen to uh, Funky Cold Medina a couple times, and uh, we will delve into all of the things wrong with that song. Seth, uh, anything else? I just want to say thank you to everybody out there listening. Please go out and tell friends and tell them to tell two friends. Keep the pyramid scheme going here at Lyrics to Go. Go to Lyrics to Go podcast, Lyrics to Go pod at gmail.com. Leave us an email of a suggestion of a song that you'd like for us to rip apart and, and pay attention to the lyrics to something that you've known all your life. And go to our Facebook page, Lyrics to Go Facebook, and come on there and just talk to the other the other goofballs that like to talk about bad lyrics. Yeah, with please us. do. Feel please. free to make some suggestions and uh, and tell us what you think. And until then, we will talk to you next Friday. Somewhere between my mouth and your ears Some words got lost, the idea wandered off Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. 
If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week.